Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles, Brian McElfresh, and Doug Gravely. What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday morning, one of the best 13 or 14 Saturdays of the year, of course, because we've got college football, and uh, I'm excited to get today started. It's going to be our typical fast break offense here that we do on Saturday mornings to kind of help you quickly get prepared. We're going to be covering sleepers, uh, the shootouts of the week, the stack of the week in DFS. Um, we're going to be covering start sick questions from discord and any others that we get live on the show. Um, as long as we can, uh, we'll get to as many of them as we can at least. And then, um, yeah, then you'll be ready to go, go to crunchies and munchies, pick up your wings and sweet tea or whatever your jam is for, uh, for this Saturday. Um, how you doing today, Doug? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Ready for a chill day of football, man. You know, like it was a crazy coffee. It was a crazy week for me. Well, driving nine and a half hours yesterday was yep. brutal on my, my mind. So I'm just ready to chill and watch some football. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, let's go over the news real quick. Make sure you cannot miss. You cannot miss on any of these injury notes. Um, if they don't pop into DraftKings, it's so important because if there is one way to just to throw money into DraftKings and have no shot at getting it back as to start an injured player. And the news is hard to come by, so we've got some good ones. Let's get right to the news and notes. News and notes around college football. All right, real quick, before uh, before you get to it there, we're going to go kind of quickly here, but... The news that dropped like, you know, 10 minutes ago or so, Darius Taylor running back breakout freshman from Minnesota. He is expected to be not available at all today. So, yeah, maybe Sean Taylor and Sean Tyler, sorry, and and other running backs get the go. But uh, star running back out this week. Yeah, so. Let's go. So, uh. An interesting note um, that I've been keeping an eye on because you know he's on my team is uh, George Halani is actually listed as the starter for week five with GP as the backup. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. It's not stupid for me, but (laughs) it could be interesting. Um, So, Matt, eat it. Um, But uh, he's not here to defend himself, so I could say that thing, that type of thing. Um, (laughs) Rocket Sanders is, according to the coach, expected to play today. Let's go. Huge for them, especially with a big game. Easy sleeper we're going to talk about. In Easy DFS sleeper. Another crazy sleeper <laughs> yeah. with that um, news about Taylor. Can Sean Tyler be a fantasy-relevant running back again in Minnesota? Well, who knows? But that news with uh, with Tyler could be fun to watch. Um, and those of you that watched a little of the game, didn't watch some of the game, <laughs> Utah's quarterbacks are just getting beat up, bro. Uh, Barnes going to the hospital after taking a helmet to the nice. chest last night. Um, so it's just crazy. DeCorian Clark probable to start today. Whoa, probable. probable. Um, and then Brady Hunt, tight end for Ball State, went from not playing all year to questionable today. So we'll see what happens there. 
But um, DeCorian Clark is probably some of the biggest news right now. He's actually going to play, y'all. So that's that's exciting. Uh, I need to adjust Jerkovic, my lineup. Jerkovic expected to be back for Pitt this week. Xavier Weaver likely to play today. Gosh, they're going to need as much offense as they can get in Colorado. Um, and one to watch for, for those Arizona guys, Jaden Delora is going to be evaluated before the game to see if he's going to play for Arizona today. So that could be relevant to the receivers there as well. Does the guy Noah Fifita, Fifita, whatever you say, is going to be the quarterback there. And I don't know if he can even throw a football, so we'll see. Um, but then you got Jalen Wright expected to play. Ramel Keaton expected to play. So those are some of the biggest news we got. If there's anything else that I miss, I'll be sure to post it on Discord for you guys. Yep. Appreciate that. All right. Big news, big notes. You know, we talked about Trig being out for the left the team. We talked about Connor Wegman being out for the season. Tyler Shuck basically being out for uh, the fantasy season. Um, So Plumley as well. Yep. Yep. Plumley expected back this season. But hey, that doesn't sound uh, good at all. So uh, a lot of stuff to follow affecting your receivers, etc. So um we're going to go ahead and get right to it. We're going to look at some of the uh, the shootouts of the week. Let's go. Shootouts of the week. All right. Shootouts so, of the week. Oh, let's uh, not do that twice. <laughs> okay. Um Shootouts of the week, as you've heard a few times now. Um, Tennessee, South Carolina. And let me throw this up on the screen. Um, Tennessee, South Carolina this week. Man, this was a game last year where it was so unexpected. Uh, South Carolina didn't score an offensive point against Florida the week before in the Swamp. And then they went on to put up 63 against Tennessee and crush them. Um, now they're traveling to Neyland Stadium. It's going to be a super intense uh, atmosphere. It's going to be fun, but it's projected to be a shootout with the the implied uh, final score being somewhere around Tennessee 38, South Carolina 26. Um, either way, in DFS, you got to love Rattler and stuff like if they're behind, they can't they can't run the ball. They're averaging uh, SEC worse, like less than three yards per carry. So um, if South Carolina is going to have, even if it's only three or four touchdowns, like you expect them all, um, unless there's like a, a goal line situation there, you expect them all to come from Rattler, and they will throw the ball a lot. That's the only way they're going to have success. Of all the underdogs out there, I think Rattler is is one of the ones that you kind of have to play. And I really feel like they're not on the list here because it's such a gap. But um, Shadur Sanders, like I think he's in the same boat. You know, he's got Weaver coming back. Um, USC's defense has looked better but haven't played really anybody with a pulse uh, yet. And, um, you know, Shadur's looked really good. You know, he hasn't had a ton of time, whatever. I like him as a as a dfs play as well uh we'll get to sleepers and whatnot here in a little bit uh we've got lsu against Ole miss um lsu is a three-point road favorite 
LSU's secondary is in shambles, though. Um, Jackson Dart, if I was uh, <clears throat> uh, more brave, I would start him this week. Um, but uh, it's, I kind of want to see it first, and I think we will see it tonight. I think Dart's going to have a big game um, this week at home against LSU, uh, coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, that should be a shootout. Neither or both teams like to throw the ball around. And, uh, that one's expected in the 35, 28 range. Uh, we got Texas state, Southern miss and Western Kentucky, middle Tennessee state Boise against Memphis and then UVA Boston college and some others on there. Um, some big shootouts there. Um, Mm -hmm. Any others that you uh, – that anything stands out there to you, Doug, before we move on to the uh, <clears throat> other data up top? here uh, with the... No, man, not for that. Right. No. So we're going to roll along here. This is what we call our high-probability position groups. These are great to identify sleepers with, um, and you can you know log on to the site and see it. These are always posted right under – the DFS from the nav, you can see the most recent week. So if you're looking at USC, this is uh, sorted by projected points for there. Um, USC is projected to score about 47 and a half points. And you can see Colorado against the pass is 113th. Colorado against the rush is 124th. USC is going to do kind of whatever they want. Doug, you started Marshawn Lloyd yet? Like he's, I started him last week, yeah. Yeah, he's taken over as RB1, it looks like. He is in my starting lineup today as well. Yeah, he looks great. Also in two of my DFSs. Yeah, he looks great. And that's one thing that we, um, you know, didn't know if we would see from this offense this year. We didn't know if it was just going to be split, but it really looks like it's trending towards Marshawn Lloyd there, and you got to love him against Colorado. Um, I think the player prop that we projected was the over. And it's it's like ninety three and a half yards uh, rushing yards, and uh, I'm betting the over on that one. I think Marshawn Lloyd will have a big game. Well, with how you've been betting lately, I'll keep him in my lineup because you've been betting pretty good. So I'll keep yeah. him in my lineup. So if you bet the over, just look through all my players, buddy. If you bet <laughs> over, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and really in that game, I think Colorado is going to be in catch up mode the whole game. They're going to be throwing it around. I you think. Have- he really is going to be able to do whatever. They I think want. they will, though, score in this game compared to the Oregon game. Right. I think Oregon's team look just looks a little bit better all around. Yeah. But I still expect a butt whooping, but I expect there to be more points in this game. Totally. We are in lockstep on that one for sure. Um, so, yeah, you can see against the pass, Stanford has been a, they're 126th in the country against the pass. Um, that's full go for any Oregon players you have in that passing game, especially obviously Bo Nix to Troy Franklin. It's probably it's it's up there with Washington, maybe every it's, week. It's up there as with the the stack of the year between you know uh, any of those Washington receivers really, um, or you know Nix to Franklin has been fantastic. Um, still waiting on that worthy breakout game. I don't know if. Do we see it this week against Kansas? Uh, I'm they were talking about it. him on game day a little bit ago and uh, pretty much asked the same question. Do we yeah. see it today? 
Hmm, that's good. I haven't uh, flipped on any game day yet. Not sure if I'll catch it this morning. And I used to never, never miss that show. Anyways, um, let's get to our sleepers as we move along here. We're um, probably halfway through already. Let's go. DFS Sleepers. All right. All right. Let's start with quarterback. Um, you know, quarterbacks, when it comes to the dollar amount, obviously they're more expensive. So one that I like this week, um, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, 7,300. Um, another one, Seth Hennigan, priced at 8,000. Um, that's the that's kind of up there, but I've got another one that's also kind of up there because I think the value is too good. Chandler Morris, man, if you haven't watched TCU, he's at 8,200. If you haven't watched TCU yet, like he is so good. He's quick. He's, um, he's not, you know, he's not Johnny football, but like his play style um, is a little bit uh, in that realm where, you know, he's super quick or like really quick feet, whatever, good through the air. He hasn't found his like go-to target yet, but still, um, they're putting up a ton of points. TCU is always moving the ball. So I think they're going to continue to get better and better throughout the year. So this is probably the cheapest you'll be able to get Chandler Morris. Um, I've got uh, Hudson Card, 6,600. Definitely have him in a couple lineups. The lineups that I love, my favorite ones, I post them in the Discord, the DFS channel. Um, so you can snag them there. And then lastly, one that I talked about, of course, uh, Spencer Rattler at 7,300. Love him uh, this week. Uh, Tennessee's been disruptive except for uh, the Florida game. Like they, they were going into that Florida game. I know they were like top in the country or close in sacks and tackles for loss. Um, so that would be really problematic for Spencer Rattler. But you saw what South Carolina was able to do in the first half against Georgia. Obviously, a, a better defense than they'll face uh, this Saturday. But um, like Rattler a lot. Who do you like there, Doug? And any others that you have to add at quarterback? So I'm definitely I like uh, Rattler on those guys. Um, not just because I picked up the number one receiver in college football right now, but um, he's looked like partly like the Rattler you've kind of expected when they talked about him coming into college football. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he's getting beat up. He gets sacked a lot, but that's his offensive line. But even through those struggles, he's starting to look like the Rattler you've come to expect when he originally came into college football. So I like him a lot. And then one that has, for lack of a better term, tickled my fancy a little bit um, this week is Altmeyer the Illinois quarterback against Purdue. He's only 5,700, and he's I cheap. don't think Purdue's defense is that good. He's cheap. So, yeah. and, he's, and he's he's pretty dual threat if you've watched him. So It's intriguing. I, I thought about him. I, I Like, I had him in, and then I took him out just because, um, yeah, I, it was, it's just one of those things where I'm not super confident, but it's certainly intriguing if you're looking for, like, a cheap quarterback – versus an expensive or or so or whatever running back like yeah i just think yeah there you have the potential to save a lot of money for other positions and i mean just 
to kind of throw this out there, Purdue gave up 38 points to Wisconsin, 35 points to Syracuse, 39 points to Fresno State. So, yeah. I mean, potentially there's yeah. points there. There's there's yeah. points there for sure. Um, so I just like him for a cheap option if you want to go and spend some money in other positions. Totally agree. Like that one a lot. And um, it's always good to save some money. That's what the sleepers are for, really. Our sleepers have been hot this year. Um, and... <clears throat> I think uh, let's you know let's hope that continues. I've won big a couple weeks, and uh, last week I won, but I had one one down week. But um, it's just about pairing these sleepers with the right you know main starters to kind of uh, go off. So, and by the way, CFB fam, I wasn't here to gloat on Wednesday, but maybe I do have some relevancy when it comes to DFS guys. <laughs> I finally won one, so. Maybe you can start taking my advice here once in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, we we gave you some credit on the Wednesday show where you were absent. But let's move along to running backs here. So your boy, Rocket oh, Sanders, boy. coming in as you know, he's one of the top you know NFL potential running backs in the draft uh, this year. Mm-hmm. If he if he leaves, um, a lot of people just assume he will because of the positional trends and all that stuff with. Uh, workload on running backs, but uh, he's at 5,600. So if indeed he's healthy, if indeed he gets the start, that is the cheapest he will ever be again, 5,600. Love that play. We've talked about him. Um, Trevor Etienne, you know, he's also uh, an incredible running back. Uh, they had last week, he, he only got like eight carries and, didn't have a big game against the an overmatched opponent, but this week uh, at Kentucky they're going to rely on the run game. They got all those O linemen back um, this week, kind of taking an injury rest last week, and he's at 5200. So that performance against Tennessee, we had him as a sleeper. He went off for 170 yards and a touchdown. Um, obviously. With my orange hater hat on, I'm hoping for more <laughs> of that today. So you can uh, look at me and smirk and say, oh, it's a homer pick. But I like I like ETN this week. I've got him in a lineup or two. Um, Shipley, I got 5,900. I know he's only got two touchdowns this year. but um, Every week, though, he's the feature of that offense. Bro. Yeah, that's they incredible got, they value. They get the ball in his hands. That's incredible value. Now, we did lead the show on Wednesday talking about this week, expect the unexpected. It's going to be a weird week. You got a bunch of things like, yeah, Kentucky, home favorite. Um, We'll see how it plays out. And then there's a ton of other games that are just uh, sneaky. I think there's going to be some some big upsets. Anytime people, the national media calls it like a sleepy Saturday or whatever, that's never the case in college football. So, um I'm looking at Jonathan Brooks too at running back, mm-hmm. 6,200. He's he's the man. He's won the job. He's getting some NFL potential uh, or hype now, and I think that's warranted. Love Brooks' value at 6,200. And then um, C.J. Donaldson at 5,800. He's another one that really hasn't gone off yet this year, but at 5,800, he's getting enough touches to where. That's incredible value. That wraps up what I've got at running back for sleepers this week, Doug. Any comments there 
on the backs. Um, nope. The only one that I was going to mention really was Shipley. I feel like that value is really good for somebody who <laughs> I feel like touches the ball 35 times a game. So, um, I wish, but, well, I know, but it just <laughs> seems like every play he's involved yeah. in some manner. The only other one that I see that could be, um, really good value is Edwards for Georgia against Auburn today mm-hmm. at 6,000. Um, I like it. I think Georgia has to start finding an identity, and I think they have to start doing it against these SEC opponents because there's people that are not very high on them right now. So and they weird need to things find happen. Something weird things happen at Jordan Jordan Air, as they say. Um, speaking of players who should touch the ball 35 times a game at receiver, Brock Bowers. I love his value at 5400. He's the featured an guy. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's the featured guy and should be, you know, he's had a couple of games where he just didn't really touch the ball much, but, um, you know, they, they're not going to be able to do that. Like those were overmatched opponents. Now Auburn is, you know, technically overmatched, but on the road in the sec, anything can happen. Um, yeah, especially when they're still kind of trying to find themselves offensively. I expect them to lean on Bowers especially early and hopefully often and continued throughout the game. But at 5,400, like I, I can't pass him up. Like he's in where he's available. He's in every one of my lineups. Um, I also like Cam Camper. He's a guy who's consistent wide receiver, Indiana, really good last year too. And he's at 5,300. Hasn't had a huge uh, performance yet, but at 5,300, he's a good sleeper. And then, um, I've got a couple tight ends, you know, we've got Brock Bowers here, you know, DraftKings groups, tight ends and receivers and just calls them receivers. Um, but the, the feature players like Jatavian Sanders getting, you know, six, seven, eight targets at $4,700, especially getting those red zone targets. And then Holden stays at 4,500 for Notre Dame. Um, like those two a lot. And then lastly, you know what time it is. Boom. It's time, Squirrel White. Squirrel it's time. Um, I, I, they've got to get him the ball at some point. And um, while his though. targets haven't been up there a lot, and they haven't quite hit on the deep ball a ton yet, I think uh, it's an opportunity for them to recalibrate and hit those short passes where I think Milton's a little more comfortable. Find <laughs> ways to get him open and uh get him across the middle he's at 5800 he's a sleeper um if you're choosing between squirrel white and brock bowers i'm easily taking bowers or camper but um i think the squirrel found his way into one of my lines you've got a quarterback there who you know i mean in my opinion if you've got the dirt in a dfs lineup then they're going to do really well because he throws more balls in the dirt than he does anywhere else. But, oh, um, dig at Tennessee. So, there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm staying away from all Tennessee receivers till that quarterback shows me he can actually throw a football the right way. Um, Val- anytime, anytime he gets pressured, he looks like, you know, he looks like a puppy out there. He's having a grand old time, but he has no idea what he's doing. So I think those are some wise words. And, and then. Uh, My biggest sleeper for this week, one that kicked me in the rear end a couple weeks ago, um, 
and and he's one of your boys, you know, B. Um, I don't know if you guys remember what this man did in the first quarter against Tennessee before he got hurt, but Eugene Wilson at forty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, he had six receptions in the first quarter before he got hurt against Tennessee. And it looks like every time he's on the field, and I'm this may be a little bit of a stretch, maybe not to Gator fans, but there was a receiver back in the Don't day who they tried to get the ball in his hands all the time. And he was explosive. Don't I'm not gonna it. say his name, but I can see highlights of that from this kid. So um <laughs> But I do think Eugene Wilson at forty seven hundred could be a a steal for sure. Let's move along to our stack of the week. Stack of the week. All right. If you're gonna if you're looking for a stack this week, quarterback receiver combo. I like Mikey Keene at 8,300 to Eric Brooks at 6,600. Eric Brooks is one of the top receivers in the country so far this year. Why he's valued at 6,600, I don't know. And for whatever it's worth, like I, I like, you know, if you stack Keene with Moss or their second receiver whose name escapes me at the moment, but um, Fresno State gets the ball around and uh, they throw it. He's a, a young kid. I don't remember his name either. Though. Yeah. They, they throw it a ton, ton. But anyways, that's my stack of the week. Um, any any other ones that you like, or is there a stack that you love? Um, Not off the top of my head, man. I, I don't – I don't know. Some of these games are – are tough this this week to you've got viewers to worthy in your as a stack and i do and your dfs battle i do but i don't know if i consider that like a like a stat like a sleeper stack like we're talking about or like a a value stack Um, because i think both of them were were expensive for me i can't remember but right all right so i'm gonna get to some of our some of my favorite lineups i'm just gonna do one and then we can move along to uh, start them, sit them. Um, so let's get to that real quick. DFS host battle. All right. So uh, the host battle every Wednesday uh, on the show, Doug, Matt, and I will unveil a lineup for the, the full slate of games, and we're just betting against uh, each other, and we're not allowed to change our lineup after we talk about it on the show, you know, unless there's an injury or whatever, I guess. So um, I posted a few of my favorites in the Discord, and um, so I'll start with one of mine um, that I'm now a little slightly nervous with uh, Halani listed as the starter. Um, I've got Genty and Watson, who I love. Um, we posted a graphic this week, running backs of the year so far. Those two are both in the top five, one and fifth, uh, or first and fifth, respectively, in fantasy points per game, and they're only at 6,800 and 6,500. Um Wonder what's up with Genty being listed as the backup there. If it's like a suspension or an unnamed suspension or whatever. But um, I've got Hennigan at quarterback, Bowers, Camper, Jatavion Sanders, 
um, at receiver. Jonathan Brooks as my flex at 6,200. And then Hudson Card um, at 6,600. That's one of my favorite lineups. Um, I don't know if you have any others, Doug, that you want to go over, but I have one more for the, the like the the late night games. Uh, no, I don't got anything really. The only thing I can say about GNT is there's no injury news. No, uh, I think honestly, looking at the past when. Holani was healthy. He has legitimately been listed as a starter every week, but GNT just outtouches him. So okay. I don't know if there would be much of a concern there. Um, Holani the has drive been, carries maybe. Yeah, he has been listed <laughs> as the starter, but GNT just outpaces him. So honestly, that's what should happen at Florida every game. Like ETN is dynamic, and uh, Montreal is really good. He's listed as the starter. ETN should out touch uh out touch him all day long. So hopefully we'll see that from Genty and ETN. So my other late night lineup, um, I really like Milrow and I've got him as my quarterback at seventy nine hundred. Um he's a candidate to break a long run anytime. Um they're trying to make the passing attack more explosive, but I think they're going to lean on the run at Mississippi state where it's going to be a ton of cowbells. It'll be nuts for sure. That'll be a, it's always a fun game to watch at night tonight at nine o'clock Eastern time. Um, and so, yeah, let's see Milrow go at it. And then because I think they're sticking with the run, I've got McClellan in there as well, 6,200 and then Gilliam from Fresno at 5,800. Um, at receiver, I've got, that's where I was trying to be really cheap here so that I could have my stack in the flex and super flex. So I went with Moss from Fresno state at 4,800 Polk still low at 5,800, even though he's averaging 26 fantasy points a game. And then a guy that's starting to get, uh, into that lineup more and Alabama likes to take deep shots with him. It looks like. Uh, Hale, I like at 3,900. So he caught his first touchdown last week, I think, and then he's going to get more and more targets and could become that primary receiver at Alabama over time. So it's kind of a little bit of an early shot in the dark, but at 3,900, one touchdown will make him worth it because I was able to get Eric Brooks, one of the top receivers in the game, in my flex at 6,600, and then Mikey Keene in my super flex. Um, so I love that lineup and we'll see how those do. And then there's another one there posted in, in discord. But um, anyways, let's get to our start sit questions to close out the show. We've got about um, five or seven minutes to go here. So let's get to it. Start a more sit em. All right, so I'll go ahead and start this off um, with asking a couple questions that are being posted to our our live right now. So, Bumek, we got the real belt collector. Would you start Rice receiver from USC or McMillan? Oh, this is a tough one. McMillan coming off of an injury, so and that's 
Delora game time decision. Yeah, so that's uh oof, that's a good one. Um Rice has been hot and USC has, you know, the ultimate opponent that can put up some points enough to maybe keep the starters for USC in the game uh, into the fourth quarter. Um, but they're just pitiful on defense and they're not going to be able to stop USC whatsoever. So I like Rice. You know, I've in a couple of the deeper leagues that I'm in, I've picked him up. He moved up just because of the stats he's been putting up. He's got 70 fantasy points almost on the season. He moved up to our number 14 start of the week. And uh, he's been trending nicely with, you know, 17 points in the last couple. Uh, or he went, sorry. Uh, that was week four. I was looking at the wrong column there. He put up 31. Week two, he put up 17. So um, because he started the year kind of slow, he's averaging 17 points a game. Um, I like Rice. Um, Um, Sanders, the safety at Colorado, who might not be playing either. The thing is, though, I'll start McMillan just, you know, if he's healthy, if he's confirmed healthy, I'm going to start McMillan. Um, over Rice just because USC has that tendency to spread it out. And you know Washington's going to throw the ball. You know they're going to throw it to Polk, Adonze, and McMillan. So I'd start McMillan if it's if it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to start. And then Rice is also a really good play. Um, I like it. Let's throw up real quick. Crossville, man. I know a lot of people are hurting last night with Joar Jordan. Um, what a what a crazy slate last night. So you had undefeated Utah going on the road and losing to Oregon State. That's not a real surprise. Um, they played a couple different quarterbacks. Uh, Bryson Barnes made his second trip to the hospital, also through an interception. Um, Nate Johnson was eight for 23 through the air. He looked like Milton's little brother there. (laughs) You're so mean. (laughs) You need some coffee today. Um, Martinez, you know, had a good game, uh, but Utah's really good defensively. Um, You did see Yasmin kind of uh, break out a little bit, three catches, 59 and a touchdown. Um, But nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy in the game. Just a defensive battle. And then you had Louisville at NC State. And again, this is one of the ones where we thought this is a weird week. Maybe NC State can pull the upset. Matt and I were talking about that a little bit. They couldn't quite get enough production offensively to make that happen. The defense did their part, though. Man, 16 carries for Jordan. 32 yards. That was rough. Thrash, only 44 yards. 5 and 0. Louisville's 5 and 0. One of win. the easiest uh Power 5 uh schedules mm-hmm. in the country and I think they they miss FSU this year. I think they miss yeah, uh, they don't, Clemson. They don't have a very challenging schedule this year for sure. But that means hey, they they could if they keep it going, I think they're going to work get Jawar Jordan back in the positive. That's an offense I don't think a lot of people will hold down this year, but it's just weird Friday night road game um, in conference. So you never know what's going to happen in those. But, yeah, man, sympathize with you. I know that killed a lot 
Here's a question for you, Doug. Polk or Leggett? With McMillan coming back in play, Polk might get a little bit less. Leggett, the top receiver, but going on the road at Tennessee. And I know he's going on the road at Tennessee, but I haven't seen much from Tennessee to make me pick against a receiver against them. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go Leggett. Posted, and and this is some weird stats that that I like because – you know, Brian, you know how much of a pro guy I am too. And all this stuff matters when it comes to pros. But so I look at stats like this too. So Leggett had the fastest uh, run after the catch last week. at almost like clock time. Yes. At like, I believe it was 22 miles an hour. Um, he's 6'3", 227. Like he's just a big dude. And Tennessee, in my opinion, has been pushed around a little bit. Um, like I said, I mentioned Eugene Wilson, what he was doing to them before he got hurt, you know, things like that. And I think Leggett, the Rattler to Leggett combination is becoming real. And I would go Leggett because of the fact that McMillan is going to be back too. I like Polk a lot. He's he's solid. He's a great receiver, but I like the the Leggett on that side of the two, I think. And Antoine Wells is not even going to give it a go today. Like, he is just out for this game. So Leggett is going to be the guy. And it's one of those things where, dude, both of these are good starts. But uh, Leggett, um, you know, if McMillan's back, Leggett is wide receiver one. So you kind of lean maybe towards that wide receiver one. He's averaging 24 fantasy points a game. Um, The stats, because Polk has put up, you know, a similar fantasy points per game and Washington is projected to score a lot more points in South Carolina. The stats might point you toward Polk and we do have Polk listed as a better start. Uh they're both in the, they're both top 20 starts though in all of college fantasy. So I think mm-hmm. um you can go with your gut there and feel good about it. Um Especially I think either one is – I'd love to have that problem. Do I start Polk or Leggett? <laughs> you know, I, I think yeah. either one is a good play. But I guess just off my feeble-brained, I'm going to I'm gonna take Leggett in that one. Yep, and then one if more I had from to pick Crossville. One. Roll Tide, he says. And, hey, I'll go for it. And I'll, I'll give you a, a go, Gators, this week. Um, here's one for you, Doug. Keen or Rayner? Man, so you've got Rayner, who, by all for all lack of a better term, crushed it last week against Southern Miss. Um, it went off for fifty-two in our league, fifty-two fantasy points, which our scoring system is a little different. Um, and then, but Keen, I just feel like Keen is just a guy to rely on every week. Um, so here's here's the issue or the the question for you. So you got Rayner playing UMass. the yeah UMass, who's 121st or 120th defense um, in allowing fantasy points, and you got Keen, who's 121st in allowing fantasy quarterback points. So as far as that goes, I don't think there's much of a oh pick this guy over this guy, but. It's hard for me to pick against Keen based off what I've seen from him all year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but I think it's a little bit of an easier uh, pick. Like Rainer's, uh, he's a good start. He's in our top, you know, forty uh, this week. 
but he they're they're projected this to be like a lower not a low scoring game but a lower scoring game for uh this kind of matchup like you would expect it to be maybe be in the 30s but it's actually projected to be 27 28 somewhere in there a close game so rainer's gonna be in there the whole time whereas nevada's been terrible defensively um they're 131st against the rush 118th against the pass nope flip those two but they're still bad <laughs> against everything mikey Keene does both and they're uh fresno state's projected to score about 39 40 points up up in that range so because there might be you know an extra touchdown or two for fresno state i'm rolling mikey Keene. he's our number yep. 10 start of the week this week yep um all right well i don't know doug if you have the time to get to the other ones in discord i can try you can try that's awesome uh we got our live comments here and we're gonna close out the show with that but yeah man if you guys can like and subscribe that is so helpful to us um comments on youtube thank you so much for that breaking news Uh uh-oh Rocket Sanders expected to play as of 10.35 this morning. Ooh, I love it. I love it. All right, Rocket Sanders. I'm going to put him in a, a DFS and create a new one. Um, Daquan Finn, game time decision, guys. Daquan Finn, yep, he's on my bench because of that. That's a good one. Um, I just wanted to point that out. That offense hasn't been the same, Toledo. You know, they, they've relied on Penn A or Penny Boone, and he's been really good running the ball as they give him the ball more and more. But Finn hasn't been the same yet this year, so I just hope wanted he gets to point out those rest. two last breaking news for you guys. So Rocket Sanders, now I have a decision. Now yep. I have a decision on my team if I put him in or not. So. <laughs> of course, you have to put in. He's not a he's not a sitable player. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Belt Collector, appreciate it. Crossville, um, the comments and the interactions, man, that's that's stuff that we love. So yep. um, also helps the algorithm with likes and subscribes and comments. So um, always appreciated. And uh, we'll catch you guys. Uh, Doug, thank you for filling in to answer all those remaining questions in the Discord. Y'all have a great, great Saturday. See you And uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the CFB Dynasty Podcast. Help us out by subscribing on YouTube and reviewing us on your podcast network.